What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new Rubby Muscle Podcast. I'm your host, as always, TJ. And um, in this episode, I'm going to be answering another bunch of your questions. It's another solo episode. We're going to do solo episodes for, well, the next week, which is the next two episodes. But what's quite cool is you might you might uh, be able to notice that the sound is a little bit better. I was listening back to the audio from the Fazlifts podcast, the, the special bonus episode I did last week, and I thought, right, I need to make some changes. So now I'm sat here, usual setup, except instead I have got my bed sheets lined up in front of me, and for some reason that helps. Any of you sound experts might notice that or might know that already and be like, TJ, you are a complete idiot. You should have done that from the start, but I didn't, so... You know, it is what it is. We'll move on, and hopefully you guys notice the better sound. If you do, let me know in a review, because you can just go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Helps boost the show's audience, uh, helps us hit more people, and essentially will then give us more pull to get in better guests, um, more and more professional athletes, more and more players. Um, I, I notice you guys have been loving the fact that we've been getting guests on, and it really does help us if you just go to iTunes, even if you're not on iTunes, even if you listen to it using, uh, you know, some other Android thingy, um, which I wish I could switch to, but I'm, I'm way balls deep in the Apple universe. But yeah, if you listen to it using another uh, podcast provider, you can still go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Um, and yeah, leave your name, leave a little bit of a rating, and that will get you a chance to win three free months of rugby strength and conditioning world-class rugby champion condition sent directly to your phone um, in the form of team rugby muscle which is launching at the end of this month that is not an april fools uh we're going to get it started for the first of may so that the uk and the u.s season it's mostly in off season um some of you guys in the u.s will be in playoffs as you might be also in the uk um i'm not sure too much about the rest of the world but it's a good time to get into off season and i know there's a few of you will be just starting your season i think down south so that'll work quite well um, and this week's winner is underscore Tommy H. Tommy H. I can't believe my name was mentioned three podcasts away from Brett Contreras being a guest. It's not much, but I'll take it. Five stars. Absolutely beautiful review there from Tommy H. Thank you so much for reviewing it. Um, get in contact and you have won yourself three free months. Nope. Yeah, that's right, of world-class strength and conditioning, specifically for rugby, sent directly to your phone. So, yeah, reach out, and we'll get you taken care of. If you want to win that, just go ahead and go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. But without further ado, we will actually know. We've uh, we've actually got to do something else, don't we? It's, I completely forgot about this. I'm going to load up the tune, and it is time for Fact of the Week. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, so this week's fact. Why not um, Why not go with the climate change thing I've been harping on uh, on my Instagram for a while because I haven't mentioned it on the podcast, but that's the reason I'm trying to do my um, slightly more humane diet, which I'll update you on on the next episode. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, go with the fact that the concentration of carbon dioxide, so how much CO2 is in our atmosphere, is the highest it has been in 3 million years. So to, to argue that this isn't a thing is kind of ridiculous at this point, but I don't think anyone with a brain is really arguing that. But there's a fact of the week. And yeah, let's move on from that depressing crap because, um, you know, 
it's happening. We don't want to know about it. We want to close our eyes to it. We don't want to um, listen to TJ harping on about it. We want to learn about how we can become better rugby players. And so let's go ahead and answer the questions that we have on our Rugby Muscle Athletes page. Um, if you just type in Rugby Muscle Athletes on Facebook, you can join our group. Um, like I said before, any I will post up once, probably once a month, and I want to do these um, Q&As. And I'll post up and you can answer, ask any questions there. You can also actually just ask any questions whenever you feel like, especially if you've bought uh, our Rugby Muscle Protocol or eventually if you're part of Team Rugby Muscle, there'll be questions that you have about the program. You can ask all those questions there for free and we will get to them and um, yeah, really help sort of clear the air with the stuff. And usually this is why I like to do the Q&As on the podcast because often like when I do my Q&As on Instagram, it's very difficult to sort of uh, give you know a black and white answer or give all of the context around the answer because I'm answering it in a story and it doesn't really work. So um, rather than that, I like to dig deep into the questions um, on the podcast. It helps give a lot more context, helps like sort of really give a better, well-rounded answer for everybody. So first question comes from Lachlan and he asks, can you walk us through what you do with your clients over a period of a few months. Um, yeah, I can do if you pay me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I guess this is a difficult one because every different or every client is very different depending on what they need. But essentially what we do is we start out and this isn't, I haven't asked Lachlan to ask this question so I can sort of plug my online coaching. I'll just give a brief sort of guide of how online coaching works because it is a question I get a lot. Um, is like what is involved in online coaching can it help me and the reason we set it up is because we do think it will help kind of kind of everyone right it's it's supposed to be a not a one-size-fit-all but a, a solution that is personal to you and therefore it gives you the solution of what you need so um Usually we start out by having a, well, we're filling a quite comprehensive intake form. So just describing your current diet habits, describing your training habits, position, where you're weak, where you're strong, that sort of thing. Then we'll have a discussion. We'll talk uh, person to person. We'll have another chat about like uh, training availability. And then from there, I sort of try and build out a week um, and we fill in the most important parts first. So say if you're if you listen to the Brett Contreras podcast, he talked about using a needs analysis and stuff like that. That's exactly what we do. So we'll break down like, where are you weak or what's the most important thing that you need to work on? And then we'll make sure that that gets done every week. We make sure, you know, and if you're in season, we make sure that gets done away from the game so that you can perform still in the game. We uh, make sure that we fit in and we build sort of a, a weekly timetable that you can commit to. We then have someone or we will have then I'll then have the client check in each week and say what went wrong, what went well, we'll answer all those sorts of questions. And as the week goes, or as the weeks go on, we build out the program a little bit more comprehensively. We adjust um, the timetable, the weekly schedule to fit in with different things that go on. Um, and we sort of game plan each week as we go. We review each week. And therefore, we've got this sort of self-correcting program that always gets a little bit better and has the person that's that's uh, using the training, you know, not have to worry or think about it, just give feedback and then go from there. Um, there's also other options where we have people that do a call each week and we review the game. Sometimes they'll send me their game footage and we'll, we'll talk about where they went wrong and where they can improve. Um, we can also game plan for different things such as long away trips or vacations so we can give someone a, 
uh, you know, work out if they're away or we game plan to sort of have a deload whilst they're away. We also then have people that have terrible, terrible diet habits and we sort of work on those and fitting in meals as best we can. Um, you know, recipes, that sort of thing. It really does it like you can tell already I'm a bit all over the place because the options are that sort of limitless. There's, there's so many different things that we can do for each person. And yeah, it's, it's difficult to, to sort of really nail down what they would do over a few months. But, uh, that's the sort of thing. I, one of the things I do like to do is, um, just simplify the strength training component because most people that reach out to me, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already go to the gym, you know, you probably already are in somewhat of decent shape or know what you're doing when you're in the gym, but, you're not really sure what you're doing to really improve your rugby game. So we sort of simplify the strength training component, um, unless, you know, strength training or unless putting on muscle is your number one goal. And then we work around like different aspects like power, speed, um, that sort of thing to see. Oh, and, and, uh, aerobic fitness is another huge one that people tend to forget about when they're doing their rugby training. So yeah, that's about it. Um, I'm trying to think of what else we could do. We also go through periods of, um, you know, going being if we can monitor diet as best we can, we'll go through periods where we're trying to put on weight, where we're trying to hold, you know, having a maintenance block and try and hold that weight in that same uh, that same spot, so we're not trying to gain or lose fat. Well, I mean, maybe we're trying to sort of uh, gain a little bit of muscle, lose a little bit of fat, but hover around the same weight, being more efficient at that same weight. And then we'll go through periods where we kind of um, can get people to cut. We can also go through aggressive periods with my more advanced clients where we can really try and cut as much weight as we can in like four weeks so we can get back onto gaining as much muscle as possible. Um, There are also some people that I just give a program to and they say, that's fine, that's all I need. And then I don't hear from them for weeks um, because they just need someone to write their program out so they don't have to think about it. They just go to the gym and then they get get it taken care of. And then every now and again, I'll hear from them and I'll say, hey, I've got this, this, this issue. What can we change? And I'll go into the program and adjust that um and it's all delivered um through my website which syncs up with your phone syncs up with my fitness pal and just allows you know the easiest way to um sort of you to take care of your stuff and not have it be too much homework but it's a way of being accountable without you know without being a ball lake on your end um i guess that is the end of that hopefully that answers your question lachlan um I know, I know it's not the answer that you wanted. You wanted at week one, we do five by five. And then week two, we do seven by five. And then go on from there. Just not the way it works. Um, yeah, so that's that. Next question. Weird different rugby training you have seen around the world. Um, let me see. So I guess the weirdest I've seen or, or the, the most different is especially when I was playing for Poland, we would do. We had a coach who, uh, Thomas Putra. He was um, he was balls deep in the French system, um, very influenced by French rugby. And what he had us do a lot of time when we played was just sort of hectic stuff. He would wouldn't really explain too many rules. He would just throw the ball in and just like play. And we would solve issues ourselves as we would go. Very much, um, you know, very much a play and figure it out yourselves type of coach, which I really did appreciate. You know, there were there were lots of structures in place. As the more we went on, the more we had set structures in set piece and and from different areas of the field. But um, he was very different in that when he when we would just play games, he would just rely on us to figure it out ourselves to figure out the solutions within the team. And um, he, you know, it, it, we would do a lot of contact. It was a lot less 
drills. We basically did hardly any any drills. Like it was just training camp was just like a lot of hitting, a lot of contact, and then we would do set piece work, and that would be about it. Um, other than that, um, now nah, man, it's all the same stuff because what works works. Uh, it works around the di- around the world. There are obviously different ways that you can play rugby, and there's therefore there's different ways that you can. Um, you can train in terms of like your your rugby team, but not really in terms of strength and conditioning. I don't think, not that I've seen. Um, yeah, I, I, when I get uh, Kia, the rugby strength coach, on, I'll ask him about his influences because he's coached in uh, Argentina and Japan, so maybe he has some influences over there. Um, I would say the one thing maybe is when I was in France. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot less emphasis on the gym, like like hardly any emphasis on the gym, and when it was like barely any of your boys did strength work, it was mostly just like lots and lots and lots of core work, and that's why if you look at the Frenchies, <laughs> here we go, let's offend some people. When you look at the Frenchies, like they're not you know they're not jacked and they're not muscle bound. A lot of them, I mean, they're huge men now. Like if you look at the top fourteen and stuff, but. More so when you look at the French national team and the history of the French national team, they're not like jacked big players, but they're all, like if you look at like a Maxime Maydar, those sorts of players, they're just um, dudes that have got tremendous core strength and for some reason they can ride through tackles in spite of the fact that they look kind of skinny. And I would put that down to the fact that they do a lot, a lot of core work. Um, yeah, so I guess that's about the, that's about as weird and as different as it kind of gets. Um, next question. Would you do anything differently to peak for one particular rugby game? Examples being a selection match slash test match, not a grand final at the end of the season. So that's a great question, actually. And that is something that, again, if I had someone as a client, um, we would we would game plan for that differently, right? It wouldn't be... We, we would peak for that one particular uh, selection match because even though... And sometimes we do this um, for client athletes that I have where you know, they're starting a preseason at a new club rather than having them be, yeah, rather than having come rather than having them come into preseason ready for preseason, you know, ready to start their fitness work and, and really build up their fitness. I'd have them already like firing on all fucking cylinders, um, as hard as they can, uh, fitness wise so that they really do make a good impression on the coaches. Cause if you're a new guy or if you're trying out for a, a higher level team or a selection team, you can't show up and be like, oh, actually, coach, uh, I don't know if you know, but I'm in my uh, hypertrophy or strength phase of my of my training block. So, therefore, my aerobic fitness isn't going to be that great. And then you finish last on every drill. Uh, that's not going to cut it. You're not going to make it, and they're going to think you're a piece of shit. So, rather than do that, we have you already performing at your highest and so that you can sort of cruise through the the harder tests and that sort of stuff and, and, and really impress and put your best foot forward. And it would be the same thing for a selection match right we would have you peak we'd definitely take a deload that week before um like the two weeks out we'd start to sort of deload take the pressure off the legs get all of the fatigue out of the system and then we would start i I would two to three days two to three days out start to have you um firing and um doing a little bit of uh what's it what's it called like a a primer primer style work um sprints that sort of stuff for some reason, my mixer has just started to give me notifications. Hopefully, this system is still... Well, shit. Um, turns out that that little fuzz creeped in and then ruined the whole rest of the podcast. So we're going to see if we can just pick up where we left off. Um, 
Yeah, so I'd say two weeks out, if it's a, if it's just a trial match, you'd start to sort of really take the training load off. And I know that this means that you're missing two weeks of, you know, strength work and whatnot. But you got to remember why you're doing, why are you doing the strength work, why are you doing the gym work in the first place. And if it's to play the highest level of rugby, well, you better make sure that you are playing the highest level of rugby. You know by doing really well in the, in a trial match. It's really, really, really important. And so you don't want to be going in there with any sort of fatigue. And, and if anything, by giving yourself um, an early deload, you give yourself the chance to do those primer work. So do a lot of power, a lot of high stimulus work, but with lots of rest, so there's no fatigue going in. Um, and also, here's something that people, a lot of people miss before a trial game. See if you can get a couple games of touch going on or something like that, especially if you're on your own, because you got to remember that your skills are going to be really important. And if it's, if, if playing a trial match is like something quite far removed from other stuff, then you've got to think about, you know, how, um, you know, why are you being assessed? You've been assessed for your skills and stuff like that. And if you've had six months off or, 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 or not as long, but if you've had a few months off of doing your skills, you're going to be really rusty. And again, saying to the coaches, oh, you know what, I've just been rusty. They don't give a shit. They're going to pick the other players that have been performing best in that game. And um, how this would be different from a, a grand final, isn't? it wouldn't be too different because actually when you head towards the end of the season is when I take a lot of the training load off anyway because I want us going into the off-season not carrying a whole bunch of fatigue. And obviously, if you've got grand finals and you've got uh, playoff matches, you want to be um, performing at your highest. So sometimes, you know, if you have a quarterfinal, semifinal, and final at the end of a season, you're, you're going to be hitting the gym, but you're going to be just doing almost like just primal work, if that, or prehab work, if that. You know, because you really want to make sure that you're all you're doing is getting rid of fatigue, getting rid of the fatigue so that you can train at your best so that you can play at your best and that's it and then when come off season then even then you're going to be nice and fresh to make some fresh gains so that's a good little bonus um let's go to the gram for our last question of this podcast um we'll scroll down we'll see where we're at um, I, I, I threw it out on Instagram just to see if there are any extra questions and they'll be answered in the next podcast but for now let's go for uh, small Murph who asks your own preferred method of muscle strain your own preferred relief of muscle strain slash doms i.e. ice bath massage etc uh, if I've got doms usually I just deal with it um, that's the thing it's if you're sore um, and you're trying to be sore, like why are you trying? You don't. There's no real need to alleviate it unless you're really trying to perform at your highest. Then maybe doing a little bit of foam rolling before a workout can be good. Um, I also, I mean, let's answer the proper question properly. I like getting a massage once a week. I usually try and do that so that um, it just relaxes me, um, gets out any sort of. Well, it's. It, I feel like it's getting out sort of knots, but if anything, it's a week where I can re- uh, uh, once a week where I can really relax. Um, and it feels really good and I feel I feel refreshed after it so I feel like it's doing me some good um, I, th- I mentioned in the last podcast I like to do the ice stuff but that's just for because I'm a bit of a nut job and I want to be robust and I want to do stuff that challenges me but I've, I've done the ice baths and stuff before and sometimes they make me feel a little bit better but again what we know now about ice and recovery is that ice or cold therapy will inhibit the amount of gains that you get. So why are you trying to recover? Is it if, it if it's urgent and if it's for the game Saturday, maybe. But again, if you stress yourself the fuck out trying to get into that, to that 
then it's not a good option either. Um, yeah, so I, I guess that's it. I guess I would just it was just just carry on, just be me moving, getting that blood flow. Usually is the best method of getting rid of the DOMS. Um, that works the best for me, and that was what the question was: what works best for me? Just working out, and I do I do, do a once a week massage because it just feels nice, and it's my way of just getting some sort of soft tissue work in. Because I don't really like foam rolling on my own um, or with a friend. <laughs> I don't like foam rolling with a friend. I think that's kind of weird. I say, let's get up and let's do other stuff. Um, I'm just kidding. I, uh, I I foam roll before if I'm really, really sore, but that's about it. I, I don't see the benefit. It's, it's much better just to get a massage once a week. That gets out all the knots I need to get out. And other than that, I just deal with the fact that I'm sore, you know, because that's part of training is you're going to be sore. That's it's why we do it. I mean, it's not why we do it, but it's a result of what we choose to do. And, you know, if you don't want to be sore, you can also try and work like singles. And No, what am I talking about? That's not the question. I've gone way too far. We'll end the podcast here because I'm answering now questions that haven't even been asked. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can always head to Rugby Dash Muscle to find out the new things that we're doing or to tjstrength.com to find out more about the online coaching side of things as well if you're interested in that. But other than that, I'll see you guys on Thursday. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really do hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure that you subscribe so you can get every single future episode delivered directly to your phone without any sort of hassle whatsoever. If you'd like to win some cool free stuff, then you can go ahead and go give us a five-star review, ideally on iTunes, but you can use whatever podcasting service you do to give us a five-star review. Right now, we're giving away a three, a free three-month subscription to Team Rugby Muscle. That's our flagship strength and conditioning program where you can get world-class strength and conditioning delivered directly to your phone so that you can make the most amount of progress in the simplest way possible. And last but not least, you can download 50 free conditioning sessions just by visiting rugby-muscle.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you in the next one.